Welcome to Nonprofit Network, powered by Stokes Auction Group. We are a podcast focused on benefit auctions and fundraising events for the nonprofit community. We are a group of fundraising professionals that specialize in raising funds to improve communities of all sizes. And here it is, episode number 30. You're going to continue with the creepy stare? Kelly with the creepy stare comes in hot. Uh, it does feel like a spooky October with that death scare going stare. on. Oh my gosh. I mean, the power of that stare. You can really move people, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The laser. Laser stare. Lasers. Welcome back. We are here to do another podcast. It is mid-October and we are in the thick of things. Things are happening. Things are popping off. We're excited. But it definitely feels like an event season. Um, Things are popping off. A little tired. We're a little tired. <laughs> a little tired. 30. 30. 30. This is episode 30. Episode 30. We did it. Episode 30. 30. 30. 30. Wow. 3 Oh, bro. We, we surprised ourselves. We surprised ourselves. Yeah, we are and, surprising ourselves every day. Yeah, and shout out to Steven. He was at a, the WCA class that I did last week, and he sent me a very nice email. He nice. said that he's been loving the podcast. Oh, yay. Thank you, Steven. And found a lot, of, uh, a lot of value out of it. So cool. we appreciate hey, you. You like inspired that look, us to keep on keeping on. <laughs> Steven, look into my eyes. Steven, look into my eyes. So let's start off our cast today by talking about, you know, the weekend. Like, what did we get into? Um, I'm Kelly Schenfeld. You are. Polly Schenfeld here. Good to see you guys. Missed you last week. And my name is Shelby Stokes. And we missed him last week. And we missed him last week. I love it. Thank you. Yeah, going back and editing it, it. we were like, oh boy, this is a little, we're missing our third compatriot. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. But uh, you had a good show on Saturday, Paul. I did. like. Yep, we yeah. were, uh, we did a an event for a no kill cat shelter that I've been a part of for years. Nice. And um, I was in a room with fellow feline fanatics. Ooh, oh, the triple wow. F fellow uh-huh. feline fanatics. That's how I opened up the whole show. We should probably look up if you spell fanatic with a ph or an f though. Ooh, that'd be a good idea, right? Good event. We had twenty four items. We raised one hundred and forty thousand dollars. Dang. We had a couple issues with a little bit of sound, which, you know, can be fixed easily. Just put a couple speakers in the back, I think, would fix that. We were in a new venue from where we have been done it in the past, and it was a little bit more, uh, there's like 30-foot ceiling, so it was kind of cavernous feeling. Cavernous feeling? <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> what I did want to run by you guys, though, was we've talked about consignment items and should we have consignment items yeah right right and our our feeling now is yes if you think it's going to add some something to your event that you should and and not take too much money out of the room right and 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 that may be where this argument goes after i tell you what i'm about to tell you and then get your response but we had um a seven day all expenses included trip to ireland and it was consigned, and they had to purchase it for 6500 So our minimum to sell it was 7000 Well, I sold it for twenty or for $10,000 each. Okay. I sold two of them. So you do the math, they basically netted $7,000. Yeah, no, totally win. And what was really interesting about this one is where it was placed. The fund need was item 14, 
and this item was item six. And it was in a perfect spot, right between the beginning of the live and the fund to need, right in a spot where you think where we would tra tra traditionally try to do something different, like a we would do like a raffle drawing here or maybe do a restaurant frenzy here. Mm -hmm. You know, you get into the first five items, you start establishing your rhythm, and then you get something different. And it really helps engage the audience. Well, that's what this item did because I'm going, folks, I got $8,500. Who give me 9000 Got it, 9095 And that really re-engaged the audience. Everybody's like, whoa. And once I sold it for ten grand and asked the backup bidder if he'd take the second one, and he said yes, it just utterly elevated the room and really sent us on a really solid trajectory that led right into the fund to need five items later, and it was perfect. Do you think that that item selling at that price point increased the monies brought in and the following items? Yes. Yes. It mm -hmm. set a tone of giving, it felt to me like. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, there's a lot of wins in that in that item specifically. Like having that consignment item and leveraging it to kind of raise the bar of that room sounds like it was worth every penny. Like I, I think so. you can look at that item and really pick it apart, right? You said it cost sixty-five. You sold it for ten. That's only net thirty-five hundred dollars. Is that math right? Yes, that's math. Thirty-five hundred dollars times two. So I mean, if you just look at that item specifically, I wouldn't say yeah. I wouldn't completely endorse it based on that one item. But if it's going to lift your entire room, then yeah, it's worth every penny, right? I thought so. It just, yeah. it, I could just feel the ride. Mm -hmm. I could just feel the ride. It was useful in that respect. Yeah, and, and I think like this is a this is a good conversation because consignments, there's so many different ways to approach them. And I think really what you got to keep in your mind's eye is like what it's going to do for that room that year. And I think our frustration and the reason we wrote off consignment items for so long and still do pretty quickly at times is because if you just have a room that's all based on consignment, it's the easier way to source your items, but also it's not as beneficial to the bottom end or the line at the or the budget at the end of the night so you really have to take into consideration where you're going to use them um, you know kind of rolling from your event over to the one I had on Saturday I had an event that had not taken place for about 20 years it was in the city of Tacoma and they brought it back recently and I kept asking why did you guys do away with this event back 20 years ago and what they said is when we had this event 20 21 years ago or whatever it was there was so much fanfare around the celebration that they would raise like two or three hundred thousand dollars and only make like ten to twenty grand on the back end. So they were basically throwing all of this money into the party, making it the ball of the city that everybody had to go to. But at the end of the day, it didn't make dollars and cents based on what they were bringing in really? against expenses. So that's why they did away with it twenty years ago. The event we had this weekend was a restart of that movement, right? So the reason I think it kind of plays into what you're saying with consignment items is if you lose the end goal of what you're trying to do, then it's not going to make any sense and you're going to have to move it off the table, right? Yeah, and, right. It's, yeah, and I don't think it's that I disagree uh, necessarily with consignment items, especially <laughs> if they take your auction and they're launching it, in essence, you know, where you're feeling stagnant and, and it launches you into a new level of giving, right, with people. I support that. I think what I always get hung up on with a consignment item is two things, and this is just me personally, you're taking that $6,500 out of the room, right. 
um, times two, and a, that could be if it's if that person is massaged properly, that could be a fund a need or raise the paddle donor. Um, that's the one, and the other for me is does that person that's purchasing that for ten grand understand that only thirty five hundred of their ten grand is going to the organization because I have yet to show up to an auction where it's made clear that this is a consignment item in the meeting we talk about what the minimum is because we need to know that they have to sell it for that in order to pay for it um, that if they don't sell it for that we can't sell it well said so for me if I am bidding on something an Italy trip for example if I'm bidding on that and I'm paying $7,000, I'm going to maybe justify in my mind that it's a little more than I want to spend, but it goes to the organization, so I'm going to be willing to spend that. Then if I get wind afterwards that only $500 of that money went to the organization and that somebody else basically sold a Costco trip is the way it would feel to me, then I'm going to maybe be less inclined to come back the following year and bid as strongly. So this is just me saying that. This is not, I have nothing uh, except, you know, the same experience but, you guys have to back that up. No, I, and I think it's but, a valid concern. It is. One that is a very notable in our minds. Because, like, yeah. for years we have said don't bother with consignment items because it's going to take money out of mm -hmm. your room. You know, there are, a different, there are different ways to kind of view that. And I think your concerns are valid. And why we have such a distinct nature to kind of go away from them is because there are better ways to leverage those dollars in the room if you don't need a consignment package that's going to incur overhead. Yeah, and you can't be completely forthcoming um, that this is a purchased item. Yeah. And that's then, difficult. I don't understand why we can't be, yeah. but... It, it, it's kind of a, you know, a it's don't do it. Rule, don't, isn't it. Don't talk to people that we bought this um, and we can sell as many as we want if we get 10 grand for them. You know what I'm saying? That, that to me feels hinky, but it's not. It's not at all. It just feels that way, you know. Um, so those are my two reasons why I probably won't ever love consignment items. Um, I think that... Um, also, I believe that uh, we got to be as transparent. We have to be transparent in today's world, especially. It's no different than buying a car. Today, buying a car is way different than it was even 10 years ago because people can just go get educated online. Yeah. And they know what they're well, spending on the car, they know what the thing is with the car, they can get Carfax. So the salesman isn't as much what he yeah. used to be. I mean, and I, I feel that way about I this. I think so. you're onto something. Like it wouldn't surprise me if that tra transparency comes into the ballrooms with these consignment packages. And I'm having a hard time trying to figure out why it shouldn't be surfaced. Absolutely, if personally. the people know that they're only, you know, that this is the minimum cost. But I don't know how to do that. Yeah, unless it's a reflection on right. the board or the organization because they didn't fully procure an item. That that would be one downside. And, and you know. could even state that in the catalog. Because people were lazy and didn't go out and do this, this is what we got. Well, in the catalog, it said... <laughs> totally joking. Minimum bid required. That was the last oh, okay. sentence. It was a whole page of description. And the last line said minimum bid. But, now, that is... Very ambiguous because yes. it doesn't really say why the minimum is. Now, from an auctioneer's perspective, I feel like I'm not going to cut my legs out from underneath of me by saying, ladies and gentlemen, the very next item has a 
we have to buy it for $6,500, so I can't sell it for any less than that. Okay, off we go. You're taking, you're cutting your legs out for a minute. Wouldn't, wouldn't you agree with that? I As totally agree with that. Yeah, I totally agree with you guys. But uh, I, I don't know. I, mean, I think that, you can that, still put it in the that's catalog. That's kind of like changing for me over time. You know what I mean? There's so many different aspects that go into that. Um, yeah, and, and I'll leave it at that. You know, in, in terms of a minimum bid, like there's multiple ways to approach that. One would be to start it at the minimum bid and kind of go from there. The other would be to get the bidding going and carry it up there with the with the power in the ballroom. And if you don't Which hit there. Which is what you would do. And, and if you don't get there, you just say, hey, sorry, you're not going to meet the minimum and move on, which can really leave kind of a heavy moment on, mm -hmm. on the ballroom. So, I mean, there's multiple ways to approach that. I like the idea of surfacing it. And I know there's individuals that we've worked with for years that kind of start at that minimum and go up from there. And um, I've seen it work on multiple occasions. Um, one thing that I did see play out in the ballroom this weekend for me was that we had a trip that was to Mexico. It was advertised as four individuals. The, a group bought it as a girls weekend. We're going to go down to Mexico and enjoy ourselves. Go and look at the certificate later that night and it says for two adults and two kids or one adult and three kids. Oh, wow. So. It was advertised as for adults. Uh -oh. It was sold as for adults. Super big based trouble on, yeah. So what's going to have to happen is they're going to have to buy another certificate to fulfill the promises made, or they're going to have to unwind the deal altogether. Or, or there's another way around it. Three of your friends are going to have to act like children, <laughs> which I don't think should be a problem. No. If you're doing a yes. ladies' trip to Mexico. Three of you can act like a kid. It's called tequila. Tequila. And if, and if well, you... not that we support drinking tequila. <laughs> However, <laughs> Don Julio may have you buy a uh, timeshare, I've heard. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, my gosh. Well, I know we've kind of been bouncing around a little That's bit. That's a we great topic, though. It is. We talked about consignments. We talked about advertising the catalog. You had a pretty, pretty good show this weekend as well, which is going to lead into our topic for the day. So tell us a little bit about your weekend, Kelly. It, weekend was a great weekend. It's always a great weekend. Um, you know, I don't want to talk too much about the organization because they're a very private organization. But the people that are involved in this organization are is salt of the earth when it comes to who they're serving. And the people that they're serving have a grand need. And it's, uh, you know, it's military in influenced and it's just a beautiful, beautiful thing. However, what I did uh, really hats off to them because they 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 spoke outwardly about are we boring you shelby no not okay. at all okay because you're just looking on well, your facebook there i was, there. I was Is that checking my phone yes oh, okay. i was doing a thing yeah. <laughs> sorry <laughs> i enjoyed that sorry i saw something on a real housewives of beverly hills where andy cohen yawned and i've been waiting for an opportunity for one of you to do something that i could say that so there you go it's done anyway on to what it is. They, they outwardly spoke about the purpose of their organization is changing. And they, they, they had stated how what their initial movement was was completed. And now there's a bigger need. There's a stronger need. And now we have to keep that need in front of people. And we have to ask for dollars to, to, to satisfy that need. And it's an ongoing need. Again, I can't speak too specifically about it, but... Um, your needs are going to change post-pandemic. They are. And I feel like it's important to, to jockey or uh, 
help me, you, you know, move well, to the new need. You're going to outgrow the building that yeah. you purchased, and now you need to maintain what it's going to cost to heat the building, right? Right. You paid for the building. Now we got to pay for the maintenance. That's kind of where you're going, right? Yeah. yeah. The need is morphing. It is. We asked you to help us buy this building, which you did. Now we got to we got to maintain it. Mm -hmm. Like your end goal is going to change. Is your end goal is going to yeah. change, right? and it's okay to deliver that message to your audience as well as change your gala to fit it. So that means that you're you're going to have to really possibly procure differently and that's where we go to the the what we just talked about you may you, you may have to look at your items differently you may have to look at it at, at massaging your audience a little bit better and really letting them know ongoing what the need is what we are changing or halfway through send everybody that showed up to the um gala the year before a picture of all the lights out in the building and say whoops we need money for lights you know Keep it light. Keep it simple. Sure. Do whatever, um, because the any need is not light. Any need is not simple, and so anytime we can maybe bring it forward in a less uncomfortable way. I, I don't know. I, Help I, me. I think that like kind of what you're you know getting at is like you have the attention of a very specific group of people in whatever room that you are in or whoever you are in front of in terms of these benefit auctions you have the attention of that group for a very short amount of time and your goal is to leverage the dollars in that room against a need of some kind now in terms of the organization you're talking about you're talking about rehabilitate maybe not rehabilitating but helping veterans helping those that have served our country right and whatever capacity that takes whether it be programs or housing or whatever wherever that need takes you it's your goal to kind of move those individuals whose attention you have towards that end goal. Now that end goal is gonna to change to Paul's point. It might be a new building this year and it might be heating the building next year. But at the end of the day, what you're trying to do is get that group of people to focus on one end goal every year and slightly change it. You know, we've been doing this for a long time and there's been times that we've got into communities where, and, and schools come to mind as an example. And one year they will fund a curriculum well, there's somebody that doesn't agree with that curriculum, and that supporter drops off for that year. So your goal at that point is to try to bring that donor mm -hmm. back in some capacity the next year, or you say, nope, this is the direction we're going. I'm sorry you're not going to support us, and that individual is going to fall off. So all that to say, you are peddling in the attention of your supporters and trying to shift that end goal or mission year over year is really where you see longevity in these fundraising events. Yeah, it can't be rubber stamped. Um, and I think prior to the pandemic, uh, you know, and I'm looking forward to the day that we stop saying pandemic, but we are still on the outside of it because I think it's like the end of October I've heard is when you don't have to go into a doctor's office with a mask, I think. No. But yeah, I've heard that, We're but I don't forward. know if that's true. We are moving forward. It's slow though right and it's supposed to be slow because there's that learning curve but my point is is that you know prior to that you know it was just year after year the same thing you get your audience together you get your venue picked out you get this done dot, dot, dot. we all know what the mission is we come here we get our fund and need speaker that's great we do this and the end result is we scoop in the money we've talked about shaking it up we've talked about change we've talked about um 
being mindful of your supporters. We've talked about procuring, you know, items that you have to pay for. We've talked about all of that. And those are all important pieces to the post change that we all have to do. Look, don't be afraid of changing because you have to. You have to change. But you have to tell your people that you're changing. See, if you don't tell your people you're changing, then they feel like they're doing the same thing they did two, three years ago. And it's not. It's different today. It would be different if we're funding cancer research because that's a very specific fund and need ask. Very important. It can be consistent throughout the life of your cancer event if that's what you're doing. But not a lot of events are, not all events are like that, mm -hmm. right? Like this last weekend, uh, we have been. Uh, providing care for uh, cats for so many years that they have outgrown the building, right? Mm -hmm. So now we need another building off-site well, on the same property, but and that is the beginning of another campaign, and that's what they announced. Okay, here's what we've got: so many cats, we need a bigger <laughs> building, right? So that is where they're going. <laughs> it's very good point. It's it that's what you guys have been helping us with <laughs> medical needs. I don't know what's happening right now. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, am oh. I boring you? No, <laughs> not at all. I'm just thinking we launched from cancer to cats, but it's good. You're right. You're absolutely that's right. That's a good point. <laughs> but just, no, I mean, it's wonderful and it's a good I support it. <laughs> I support it. Great <laughs> recovery there. I <laughs> don't know what the laughing thing is about. Please don't misunderstand it. But, well, I mean, guess who does the editing? Anyway. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate that. Because well, I'm going to need it today. I was <laughs> trying to piggyback on your, I hear on you. your idea yep. of yep. the fun and need ask is going to morph and change. Yeah. And you have to just be clear in your message that hey we've succeeded in getting this building now we need to pay for yep. heating it or fixing it or repairing it yeah. i was kind of trying to piggyback on where no you and I, that's like, a valid point it's true yeah you know and you know you mentioned the word pandemic we are coming out of the pandemic and this does feel like a reset once again and what we're going through right now is figuring out what that next goal is you know in the past you would kind of have a fundraiser and you'd hear from jimmy oh i kind of want to do this and jane would say hey i want to do that next year and you would be able to give that immediate feedback and course correct year over year well we took a few years off now you have individuals that are new to the organization that want to do this but they don't know how to do this and it's causing a little strain on some of these organizations Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, your goal is to bring these people together, have them focus on one goal, and then what forks are you going to deploy in order to attack that goal, right? If it's to allow felines to have a more healthy lifestyle, what are you going to do this year? And then how is it going to change and evolve next year to reach the end goal of helping those feline friends, right? Yes. Furry feline friends. Furry feline friends. And Here's that's what makes our auctioneer so good. We can go from cancer to cats just like that. Cats with cancer. Without even a thought. Yeah. Without even a <laughs> Without even a thought. You know, thought. it is what it is, yeah. right? I would like to know why we're not talking about dogs, too. But that's fine. I get it. Um, anyway. Said the dog person. <laughs> Said the dog lover. Here's my thing. Um, and don't yeah. edit that because I am a dog lover. Yes, anyway, I want to say something, Shelby. Okay. 
Okay, and um, I think I might have lost it because of everybody talking, but I don't think so. Get your head off your hand there. <laughs> Where I was going was not going to happen for this moment. Guess what, guys? We're doing a Q&A next week. It's Tuesday, right? On Tuesday, and we would love for you to join us. We know that people have been signing up for the newsletter. We can't... Oh, it came. It came. Oh. It's here. Sorry. It's here. Um, here's also a, a quick thought. If anybody is watching this, we would appreciate you to, to hear this. <laughs> so here's the thing. Turn your silent auctions right now into Christmas shopping for people because Whoa. Amazon is doing this early Christmas thing. Um, uh, good Lord, Best Buy, Walmart, everybody, turn your silent auction. This is a great brainstorm. Uh, get, yeah, it's not even November. It doesn't yet, matter. And you're telling us to Black Friday yes. shop. <laughs> I'm telling you, name your silent auction Black Friday silent. <gasps> uh, maybe don't go with that idea. Why? Um, Think about it. Oh, I'm thinking about it. Um, <laughs> These guys are not the guys that are going to be buying all the gifts. So <laughs> I'm just true. saying, I, turn up, do it. I like it. Well, I mean, and this, it's do funny it. with the silent auction specifically because it feels like people are missing them. Um, you know, some of the people that have gone with online auctions since the pandemic played out, now they're like, what do we do for an hour and a half? We need something to bid on. Maybe we should bring the silent back. Have and you they talk like that? that too. They go, what do we do? What do we do? Hey, my God. Oh, my God. What do we do? Oh, <laughs> go to the bar and get drunk. Oh, my <laughs> no, God. God. Oh! Edit. Cut. Yeah. And yeah. cut. And then just come into the live when you're all nice and tuned up. Yeah. Look how big my hands were um, when I did that. Tuesday, next week, we're doing a Q&A. It's going to be at 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, so if you'd like to plug in in your East Coast or West Coast, you can definitely join us. It could also be a T&A, which is tips and answers. Tips and answers. We're good to go all day, I, all day. I like oh, my God. T&A here at Stokes Auction Group, tips and answers. That is exactly right. But guess what? It is October, um, uh -huh. and essentially uh -huh. we were doing a 15% off for a couple of months. So I'm going to go behind the scenes. I'm going to oh, roll that's a today. board. That is a board. That, that is a deal. Figure out who the winner is. And I'll make a sound. <laughs> the tips and what? Tips and answers. Tips and answers. I TNA. like that. That could get some buzz. Could get some traction. TNA. Tips uh, and answers. Yeah. Click to spin. Okay, we're going to click to spin. We're clicking to spin. Ready? Okay, we, we're looking at the screen. It's a spin Is wheel. Is it spinning? All right, let's see if we can't bring this up. Let's, um, yeah, and can you make it spin a little faster? I mean, holy smokes. Yeah. So there it is. Here it is. Here it is. Spin fast. And spin. <gasps> Nine, no, <gasps> ten. ten, yay, clapping, clapping, clapping. Number ten is, Overlake. Oh, you got to be kidding me. Overlake Medical Center? Uh, no. Nope, nope. No. That's Olympic Olympic Medical Center. Olympic Medical Center. Olympic yay! Medical Center. Right. Congratulations, Brucey. Bruce. Bruce, we're um, gonna send you fifteen bananas. <laughs> no, is that what they won? No. Oh, fifteen percent. Got it. Fifteen bananas. Fifteen potassium bananas. Have a banana. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, Olympic Medical Center, you're awesome. In fact, I have just signed up for. Uh, 
the Washington fundraising conference, which is going to be taken in November, and a lot of that was due to Bruce. So, Bruce, we appreciate you. If you have not when signed up, it's uh, the first week in November. So, if you want to be involved in that, it's in Bellevue. Look it up. Great organization. Been around for years, and um, we're excited to uh, be be on one of the panels and That's also awesome. attend. So, it's going to be good. Couldn't happen to a better client. Could not have. Couldn't happen to a better client. I will tell you, Forever. not only that, yeah, and the during our virtual time, I got to tell you, a huge supporter mm -hmm. there. Um, a lot of people supported us during virtual time. The auction we just did this last weekend actually had us in their magazine supporting our virtual stuff. So we appreciate that as well. So thank you, Bruce and uh, Olympic Medical. That's right. That's yeah. awesome. And, and great fundraiser on the peninsula. I've been doing it for years. Um, Skinner and his team, top notch. So we're going to wind this podcast down. Thank you so much for joining us this week and um, in the weeks to come. We are constantly just trying to make the world a better place. Um, if you want more of us, you can find more in our descriptions, wherever you're watching. We're on Facebook. We're on YouTube with a video version if you have not watched any of that. Um, and if you're listening on a podcatcher, five stars, please. That helps us go and grow as a podcast with our marketing efforts. Um, have a good day. Go out, be bold, be creative. Be courageous. And go do good. Woohoo! Bye. Bye. <laughs> that was wild. <laughs> and that was our daily podcast. <laughs>